I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500? I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. And we're a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is in the chemistry lab. You're on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Well, no Stephen Fonte today out on assignment. They found classified documents in Steve's bedroom, so he is out uh, while a warrant is served on his house. Everybody's doing it, though. I don't blame him. He's not going to get arrested. Mario in for Steve. Huge classified document incident breaking at the Infante household. Uh got a big show for you today huge show we got coach Beheim coming up at one o'clock we'll talk to him about the game but you know I don't normally do this Mario but because I I like to hear my own voice and I want to hear my beautiful smart brilliant takes but today I want to do something different I really want people to call in 315-437-7644. This will last like 10 minutes until you get mad, but keep going. No, it's going to infuriate me. Yeah. I'm 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 setting myself up for just anger management classes. I want to know something. We still get calls. Judiment should not be on the court. Joe Girard should not be on the court in the last few minutes of a game. I want to know people's lineups. Who the hell do you want having the ball? I just want to know who you want taking the last shot in these basketball games. Who do you want on the court for the last shot in a basketball game? Fair enough. 315-437-7644. If I've got this basketball team and I want to win a game at the end of the game, I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you my lineup. I want Judamitz. Joe Girard, Chris Bell, Jesse Edwards, and Malik Brown on the court. I'm really going to agree with that lineup, but when it comes to last shot, who do you want taking that last shot? Joe Girard, Judah Mintz, or Jesse Edwards? So what are the three? Why then, and we've seen close games now, we, we've seen you know Notre Dame go down to the wire, we saw Miami, we saw the Pittsburgh game, you know, I... Five, six games now. This the Syracuse team and the ball has been in Judas' hands making trying to make plays during the end of these games. Why don't you think SU can get a guy like Gerard the basketball in these situations? Because Coach Bam has said numerous times plays have been drawn up for Joe. Because the other team is drawing up a play to keep the ball from getting to Joe. That's why they have options in those plays. Like not no play is called just with one outcome. Correct. Like every 100%. play, like every play has five. I'm gonna guess five options in it. Understand. I I understand it wholeheartedly. And 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 some games that option is is never there. And I say some games, but this is you no know, five six games. Like and, and Joe has never had the ball in these crunch time situations. Like what needs to change to try and get him the ball, or or can nothing change? And it's you know. 
we're getting the ball to Judah. We're getting the ball to our best player and, and trying to create and then get Joe open from that. You know, what what needs to take that step to get him the basketball? All right. that That is a good question. Maybe he isn't taking the ball out. Maybe and I'll, I'll a, pose it to Coach, and I don't expect you know him, him to, to answer it as far as, you know, X's and O's type thing, but, you know, how do you how do you manufacture getting your best shooter the basketball in crunch time? Is kind of what I'm looking at. All right, this should be fun. My heart. Oh, my, we're, we're leading off. Yeah, we're leading off. We got Ricky Henderson leading <laughs> off today. We go to Pat in Syracuse for his lineup. Pat, what lineup What's would you up, like? Polly? What lineup would you like on the court? What's happening, court Pat? For uh, the end of a game. Polly, I meant what I said. I owe you a piece of pie and a and a soda. Just, just for being Paul. Thank you. I, I'll get the questions that need to be answered, Pat. Yeah, I mean, just just before we get get to the lineup, uh, I, I appreciate the double effort, um, and I, I understand exactly what Jerry said. The, the only thing is, maybe what what would really be curious is one simple thing: what can they what can they do differently? Like, what is on the table to do differently? You know, would it be? You know, some people talking lineups like we're talking today. I, I we know Coach Beheim isn't doing that. He's not going to change the lineup. He very rarely does, and that's fine. Maybe come up with some, you know, trapping out of the zone to start the game to get the blood flowing. Maybe a full court press or a three quarter court press. Any of that. I mean, whatever they could choose, you could not get worse results than what we are in the first. I don't know, three to six minutes of every game. I mean, it's unreal, and it's not just been this year. And some of it is the zone and tweaking the zone because, you know, you get your boys like Vito, who he used to hate the zone and still hates the zone, blah, blah, blah. And I used to be the biggest supporter on the airways of Jim Beheim and the zone because you don't need a second defense if you're constantly adjusting the zone. But that's a story for another day. My lineup is what it is. got to have Judah on the floor. But, but here's the difference. And, Polly, this is where I'm going to get your feathers a little bit ruffled. It's the crappy sets that we're running. We don't even move the defense. And you said it yourself yesterday. We play this ISO ball, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't believe at this stage of Judah's career, at the end of the game, that necessarily is the best formula for, I mean, it's proven it's not. But it doesn't mean he shouldn't be on the floor. He should be on the floor. Um, I understand what Vito was trying to say. I don't think he did it. I don't. I, I don't think these statements are mutually exclusive of each other. No, oh, no. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I so, thought you lost you. Yeah. So, so what I would say is, um, I just like to see us move move the defense, not go up against a set defense, not try to move the defense, and then try to attack. Um, and I think the biggest piece of the whole Judah thing is he had two really good jumper shots. Uh, both rim out. He made one, he missed two. Um, they were both good shots, and they rimmed out. And, and I believe that that was probably in the back of his mind, that he was going to have that happen again. So he was just head down, and he drove. But I'm, I, I would say you, you need Jesse, Joe, and Judah on the floor. Um, and then I want Malik Brown on the floor because he just, he just knows, like, if there's a miss, I, I trust him the most to get the rebound. And then either Chris Bell or Justin Taylor. Um, but we're going through the growing pains of all these guys. Bell's been hot and cold. Taylor's been hot and cold. So that's my lineup. Uh, and all five guys, like in the movie Hoosiers, you need four passes. 
not this ISO ball, you know, because unfortunately, even with Judah, um, he's not quite to the level of like a Johnny Flynn where, you know, Johnny Flynn used to go up against the beat and he would go right, right at his chest, go right up, and he would score or get fouled. You know, Judah hasn't figured that out yet. Um, so that's my lineup. What do you think, Paul? I agree with it. It was wasn't that it was the same lineup no. I had, right? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that, Pat. the The only problem with uh, that that lineup, you couldn't do it in in closing seconds of the game because Jesse Edwards fouled out, and that's why Benny Williams was on the floor. But yeah, I I think that lineup should be out there just because you know Malik knows to hang around the basket, and we saw a, a late tip in against North Carolina um, that helped Syracuse. The problem is, and Pat says we don't want to see ice ISO ball, and I understand that, and we've seen. A couple of times, you know, the Miami game and, and last game that's against Syracuse's North Carolina offense, of Syracuse. That's fine. The the ISO's fine, but if guys are sliding and helping out, you, you got to distribute the basketball, and, and that hasn't happened the last couple of times in crunch time uh, for Judah Mintz and, and for Syracuse. All right, let's go to Wayne in the truck. Wayne, tell me your end of game lineup. I'm fine with the end-of-game lineup at, uh, against North Carolina. I called in and said Judah should have been on the bench against Miami. But we're treating these two games like they're the identical circumstance, and they're not. Judah was playing horribly against Miami, which is why he, I thought he should have been on the bench. I want the five most effective players in the moment that are playing the best ball on the court at the end of the game. Wait, wait and I just got one quick question for you. Yeah, Jerry McNamara had awful games, but he was always in there in crunch time. Like, don't you want your best player, no matter if he's shooting three for 19 from the field, the best player that gives you the best chance at scoring at the end of the game? Don't you want him on the floor? If he's one of the best five options. And and against Miami, I didn't think Judah was because all his drives resulted in the turnovers. He had six turnovers, I think it was that day. It was by far the worst game of his SU career. Against North Carolina, his driving was effective. He had a really good game. I'm not upset that, yeah, he, that he got turnovers. down that call. But, but he had a productive had game against North Carolina, not against Miami. Miami wasn't productive for him. Yeah, and we, we I mean, he had six turnovers combined between him and Joe. They had nine turnovers out of the 16 in the basketball game. Right, but Joe was also doing other things uh, against Miami. Uh, agreed. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm saying, and, and yes, they're they're two separate situations. And I'm saying your your star players and, and Jerry has touched on it. You know, I've had awful games, but I want the ball in crunch time. You want your best players, no matter what, if they're having an awful game, that they can rise to that occasion and, and make I mean, that play. It's it's as simple as kickball in kindergarten. If you're picking your team, like you, there's two guys, the captains picking their team, and this is, I I feel bad because we say this every day. It's not a shot at Cyber Torrance. You're picking Judah Mintz if you're playing pickup basketball in the basketball court. Yeah, you're and not you're, picking me as the last pick. Is yeah. basically what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's that simple. Judah Mintz had just struck out playing kickball. <laughs> I'm, 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 I've asked, I've used that analogy too, like. If your third okay, say so say you're you got a baseball lineup and your third best hitter is up and he's, he's over one ninety nine and, and you're you're still gonna no but like say he's a lifetime two seventy five hitter and he's up after going zero for three with the bases loaded at two outs you're still gonna have your third best hitter on the bat why because he gives you the best the, the best opportunity to score even if he's having a bad game he's still that best best chance. 
to be out there in that situation. You're talking about bringing a guy in off the bench that hadn't seen any action, whereas if we're going back to Miami, you're talking about a guy that had come in and had seven, eight minutes worth of productive action. It's a bad analogy. No, bad no, no, it's not like Cy is not – if Cy was the pinch hitter like, and he had gone three for three the night before because he started, I'm still batting my third best hitter night before, I'm talking about that night in the moment, if 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 Cy had come in and not turned the ball over in the same manner that, that But you need to Judah score. Would you, okay, if you needed to score a point, like, Cy isn't a scorer. He's not, but he also wasn't turning the ball over the way Judah was. He yeah. couldn't distribute just as well as There's, Judah, but he wasn't but turning it over. But you take a score off the court with this team, and you've only got then two scorers on the court. A score that I think he had four points, three points in the Miami game. I'm just talking, it's an individual, it depends on the circumstance each day. It shouldn't be a set lineup because guys are going to have horrible games. Yeah, I th- you stick with your best guys. Every guy has, every player in their career has had bad games. Joe, Joe Girard can shoot two for 16 from the field, and I'm still going to want him to take that last shot. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, I mean, it, like if you use the Warriors as an analogy, like what Draymond Green is playing bad, you want him on the court at the end of the game. Yeah, I I don't know. Although I don't it know. wasn't on the court last game, and Jordan Poole hit the game winner, but that's that's, that's <laughs> neither. Here no, but you know what I'm I saying. Guess like, I'm just you know you might you. if I had a team and I had three options really that are your main scorers, you want them on the court. We say three options, and, and we, we, we say these three options, but it all goes back to it, judo. Like, we, these other options haven't been able to get the ball. And, and, well, yeah, and, the, and the ball and, is going to be in Judah's hands. Do you un- That's, he's a point guard. Yes. Uh, but I'm saying, like, we say these other options, but, like, all right, well, let's get Jesse the ball. Let's get Joe the ball. It's been in the five, Mi- six games now. In the Miami game, Cy could have turned it over. Yeah. It, you, the, the public would have been losing their damn mind if the backup point guard turned the ball over on the last play. Or the Pittsburgh game. I I don't know. We're gonna I, are from, we still talking about this? You want to hear from Judah? Let's hear from Judah. Let's take a break and, and hear from Judah here. And, yeah, and, he was on with Gomez. Uh, why did I do this to myself? Still, I did this to myself. Still, self, still got 45 minutes, Coach, self, and then you can scratch your head again. Self-inflicted wound. I've, I've, Thanks, Wayne, for the call. We I, appreciate did, it. I did this to myself. Yeah. You know what would be fun to do on the show today? I'll just hit myself in the head with a hammer. How about that? 315-437-7644. There is a cane back here that I can. If there's uh, someone, you you know, just let us know who you want to take the last shot in the game. I'm going to pose to Coach Beheim too. This will be a fun question. This is like a Q Sports Talk chat because he'll be at Carabas tonight answering questions. If he had uh, one player that's ever played for him to take the last shot in a game, who would it be? That'll it's be. Got, a, it's got to be. Jerry. I'll, that I'll be feeling that one out though. I, I'm be not, close between uh, Pearl and Jerry, I'm and not, I would think it'd have to be Jerry. I'm not guaranteeing that question's coming out of my mouth at the end. We'll see how, what kind of mood Coach is in. See if you ruffle his feather. If you ruffle his feathers again, I'm not asking that question. You're giving me the green light to ask some questions? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're more than welcome to. All right. I'll sit and watch you squirm. I'll enjoy it, but I'm not asking I, I squirmed questions. a little bit last <laughs> I'm not going to sit back and, and uh, ask a dumb question. Stop trying to die on after, the sword. 
<laughs> All right, we'll take Get a, a break quick and let's hear out. Judah. We'll hear from Judah with Gomez. We'll hear from Coach Beheim later. We'll do all sorts of fun stuff on ESPN Radio, Syracuse, Judah Karoma, QSportsTalk.com. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Polly and Mario with you. One of my favorite videos of all time. It's Van Halen Day. Hot for teacher. Sit down, Waldo. One of the funniest beginnings to a video ever. We're not going to get into the hot teacher that you had. I didn't, I didn't have hot teachers. All how, my, how dare you disrespect West Hill School District? All my teachers were old and smelled like cat food. Okay. All right. Like, did you have a hot teacher? Yeah, I had a couple. I feel like all of my teachers were old. Like, that goes back to California and, and like, from kindergarten. There was no. No. All my teachers were old, it felt like. Fair enough. Want to hear from Judah? Yeah. Now you've ruined my. Like. Is that a thing? Here, before we get into this, I want to t- I want to tell you quick. Say it's a Thursday. Who cares? I went to the the Sting concert at the amp. Yeah, and one of I uh, a lady who I think was a librarian or a teacher's aide at my school was sitting in front of me at the concert, and she didn't look different. And then I realized she was probably only. Like twenty five when she was when I was eighteen. Yeah, like it didn't even. You don't when you're that age. You don't. Everybody's just elderly it's, when you're that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's different at that like the the high school level compared to like when you're, you know, for me elementary school was a lot of the younger teachers like coming out of of college. Yeah, but you're in elementary school, like. Yeah, and all my you're not te- a young all my teachers were, like my mom's age and older. It felt like. This uh, I'm sure he's proud of this but this hour of how was that sting concert it was awesome this yeah. hour of orange nation brought to you by the elite wealth management group your gps to financial planning and happy birthday to govendo all right let's hear from judah judah Mitz on with gomez today he's on every thursday or tuesday thursday thursday, thursday but i don't know what the hell day it is every thursday with uh gomez and uh here's judah Mintz, uh on the, the press. The play kind of broke down because of their press, but uh, down the stretch, I was just trying to make a play for our team. I mean, I, he was pressing me full court, so they weren't able to help as much. It was really just one-on-one. Uh, he was able to get his body in front of me. Okay, so that was at the end of the game. He was just... it was tw- He did that twice, though. That he elbowed the guy in the face, and the guy got in front of him. The first time he didn't. The first time was an, uh, a god-awful charge call, and I've no, watched that no, no, I'm six just, times, no, no, I think. No, not that. It was a different play. There was another okay. play where they didn't make the call. But, yeah, he he didn't finish. No, he and, and he had one-on-one to, to try and take the guy off the dribble with 17 seconds left, and I'm never going to fault that, but I, 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 there was time. Like, he broke the press. I, I, there was time, but... He had one on one with your best player taking a guy off off the bounce. Like, take it. All right, Judah. Also answering the question on finishing games better. This is oh, this is a big one that the callers in the chat want to know. 
how can this team finish games better? Really just realizing that we, we're going to have to finish out close games. Uh, it's obviously a tough conference. That we're going to have more close games like that. But just learning how to close those those type of games out is going to be really big for us, especially going into the tournament play coming up. Uh, so, I mean, we know we, we took took away things from that game positive, but also knowing that there are things we can build on. That was a little longer answer than I got after the game when, when we tried to post that question. Well, he's, I he's know, getting I time know, to digest. I know. I know. I, and, I mean, I know, I don't want to be that guy after a game, after a loss, sitting in a dumb reporter like me asking you questions about execution and why'd you elbow a guy and stuff of that nature. But, yeah, they got to find a way, no matter what, to they've been on the wrong side way too many times now coming down the stretch. And what separates a good basketball team? Learning how to win in crunch time. And and Syracuse hasn't been able to do that in four or five games this season. We go yeah. we go from talking about being on the bubble to to <laughs> NIT talk. You also get into the the issue of you know, there's always the argument you gotta let players play through their mistakes if you want them to get better. And Judah Mintz is in a situation where he's the only option and He's got he's got to play through him, you know. Yeah, and and it's gonna click with him. There's no doubt in my mind that it's gonna gonna click with him. That you know, uh, I just think in, in those moments, in those moments and times, he gets sped up, you know, and, and sped up leading to to poor decisions. I could be completely wrong, but but that's just my take. Yeah, I. He's probably never been in these positions before. Like how many? You, you got to wonder how many close games has he played in? Like, yeah, and a lot of these guys. Yeah, and a lot of these guys are in uncharted territory, losing basketball games. Like, yeah, and it it will come. Just hopefully this year, and quickly. And uh, here's his thoughts on the upcoming games on Saturday, seven o'clock at Virginia Tech. I mean, we know Couture's a good player. Um, we know we're going to have to close out the shooters. Uh, but uh, we're really going to approach the game just like we approached in the other one, uh, just making sure that we focus in on, on the their best threat offensively. The last game they hurt us inside the paint a lot, so trying to take limit that. Uh, overall, I mean, we're going in with confidence. We know we got them before. They're going to be hungry to beat us. Yeah, he hit on it. I mean, that team's completely different. I watched back the the UVA game uh, against Virginia Tech, uh, just cutting video for our Orange Nation show tonight. Like, Couture it, it adds a different element to that lineup. Last game, he touched on it. They got hammered in the post and, and still won by 10. Um, Virginia Tech shot 3 of 19 from the behind the arc. I don't see that happening in Blacksburg, uh, especially, you know, with Padola and Couture can shoot the ball. Uh, Mats and Bazzelli had big games inside. They combined for over 40 points. Coach Beheim said, you know, the adjustments, Paulie, last game. First half, Love caught fire from behind the arc, and North Carolina was hitting threes. Second half, they didn't hit threes, but Pete Nance was controlling the inside of the paint, and Bay caught to an extent. You know, you shut one thing down, one thing's going to open up a, a little bit more. What do you do against Virginia Tech? You, you kind of saw that, I think, against Virginia Tech as well. Started to hit a couple of threes at the beginning of the game. They shut that down. Shot awful from behind the arc. SU wins convincingly. Can you do that again and replicate the formula and hope that, you know, okay, Mutz and, and Bazzelli will, will go off for 40, but we don't want Couture to chip in 20? 
question in the chat, and and I'm not going to ask Coach behind this, uh, but let me ask you something. Every, the slow starts are still talking. They're still talking slow start, Mario. I and, and I think if if this is the case, do you think Malik Brown starting would stop the slow starts? No, because I think they're adjusting to what's going on during that game. Like the, the slow, uh, yes, they but happen. Giving, they happen every game. I, I get that. But by when they're figuring it out, that that ten minutes into the game, and yeah, they're they're down by ten points. They're like, oh, quit falling behind by ten points. Like that's when they're tinkering that zone to to try and stop the three. But you have, they're not scoring either. I don't know what you can do offensively. Like, well, you, the, you're 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 running the same sets, like. And the other funny thing, I brought this up before the show. If Syracuse went on a six, like, if Syracuse went on, like, if this was happening at the, say, the eight-minute mark to the four-minute mark of every game, nobody would notice, I don't think. No, I, I compare it to football and that feeling out of the first quarter. Those first six minutes of a basketball game, you're kind of feeling out that team. What what sets are working for me offensively? Can Joe take his guy and we've seen, you know, Georgia Tech now, Miami before, you know, trying to back them down and shoot over them. What is working for our offense? And, you know, make adjustments from there. And why continuously? I would like to maybe see, you know, kind of speed other teams up a little bit in the first six minutes to to maybe see if that jump starts you a little bit. But as you can say, what worse could happen? Fall behind by ten points. It's it's happened now for eight out of the last nine games. All right, we'll take a timeout. Dan from the Wildcat gonna join us. We'll give you a chance to win you folks some pizza as we predict the outcome of the Syracuse Virginia Tech game. Have we even set a spread on that? Don't we normally set our own spread? We'll let Jordan. Yeah, I, I said last week the Georgia Tech one. Well, we'll, Six that, and a half. That'll man. be a fun game. We'll we'll we'll, we'll put a. That'll be a fun game for us to play on the air with them. We'll make the make the spread. Take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll do that on ESPN Radio Syracuse, Utica Rome, and QSportsTalk.com. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Hour number two of Orange Nation, Paulie and Mario with you. Van Halen, our artist of the day, and we are now joined by the head coach of Syracuse basketball, brought to you by Oswego County Mutual. Coach, you've uh, had some time to look at the tape and go over the North Carolina. Can we get uh, like one last thought on the North Carolina game from you? Yeah, we played very well. Really played well. When you really look at the tape, we we did some incredible things. We never out rebounded North Carolina since I've been here. We did. We had too many turnovers, and some of them were unforced, which are not like us. That hurt. Um, they Love is shooting 22% his last four ACC games, and he makes uh, three straight to start the game from three. So a little bit unlucky there, but we played really well. I think the question that bothers me, when reporters cover us, I guess I expect them to know what we're doing and to say we haven't closed out games. How do we know? How are you going to close out games? We just played at Georgia Tech the last game and we're up four with seven, eight minutes ago and we closed the game out. We played the game before at home against Notre Dame. We're down 
the whole game, got back into a one-point lead with a couple minutes to go, and closed that game out. North Carolina, we were never in the lead until the end of the game. We did get an edge, but you know they had possession. They t- got back and tied it. It wasn't like we didn't make plays. Joe made a three. We made a couple good defensive stops. But at the end of the day, you're going to lose some of those close games. But we just won two. We just closed out. We closed out early in the year against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. We closed out at Louisville and won the game. We're not going to win every close game. Virginia Tech, I think, is a great team, a really good team. Well, not maybe great, but really good. And they were in the top 20, and they lost five games by one, two, three, four, and five. It happens. You know, you get in those close games, and uh, especially like when North Carolina, we've been behind for 36 minutes. It wasn't like we dominated the game. And even at Miami, it was even in the last part of the game. And, you know, they're a top-20 team. They're a really good team. But uh, we've improved dramatically since the beginning of the year. Um, you just have to go back to games we played early in the year. We were not good. Uh, we made dramatic improvement. We knew this was a young team. We knew it would take some time. Um, we're still not there yet. We still make mistakes that we can't afford to make. But that's what happens with young players. They're going to make those mistakes. But the improvement of this team has been tremendous from the beginning of the year. We did not look good in the early going against Colgate or against Bryant or at Illinois. We were not good. And we've really improved since then. We still have a ways to go, but we actually are out-rebounding teams in the ACC, which we haven't done in a long time. Uh, So again, I think we're making improvement, but it's a tough league. Everybody's pretty good in this league. The the reporter wasn't the only one that uh, brings that up about the closing out of games and starting of games. We get questions about it all the time. Is there a way to teach a player to be better at the end of game or a start of the game? Well, first of all, the end of the game, I clear. I just explained that. We have closed out games. So uh, that's a myth. That's not a factual thing. Uh, it's happened a couple times, but it happens to every team in the world that you're going to lose close games sometimes. The start of games, we have been very slow to start. Um, Part of it's defense. You know, we have given some people some open threes, and they've made them. Um, Part of it has been our offense maybe not quite get going. But, you know, I mean, you, you just have to play better in the beginning. That's all it is. It's not... You know, you have to look at every game. The North Carolina game, they made four threes from the perimeter. They were pretty long. We were we were thinking Love is not shooting real well. We can cheat and maybe be inside a little bit more off him, and he made three in a row. So these are things that happen sometimes. But every game's different. You have to you have to look at every single game and see what happened. But a couple games have been offensively slow starts. A couple games have been giving up threes. Um, so it's, there's not one single thing 
but certainly uh, it's we we've gotten off to terrible starts. Coach, I understand it. It's a game by game basis when it comes down to crunch time in the final minute or the final play. And I asked you this after the game, and I probably worded it poorly, uh, and I apologize for that. But in these closing minutes, uh, you know, you've drawn up plays for Joe. How? What needs to happen t- to get him the ball? And I understand North Carolina was completely different. You know, they pressed Judah. He got the ball up the floor and made a play to get to the hoop. But how do you you get the ball to, to a guy like Joe in that spot? Well, we do. We, we got it to him for the three to go ahead. You know, but you're not always going to be able to get it to one guy. Leaky Black's the best defensive player in the league. So that was, we were going to go to Joe in the last play, but the pressure and getting the ball, Judah got the ball in the open court and, you know, had a chance to make a play and, uh, you know, just didn't change direction and try to go through a guy instead of around the guy. But, you know, there was no way to get Joe the ball in that transition period. You, you, every situation is different. We we try to get Joe the ball in certain situations. We try to get Jesse the ball in a couple situations this year. Um, Judah got the ball at the end of the Notre Dame game out there and scored. Um, you know, everything is different, um, but we did get Joe the ball down one. He made a three. So, but you're not always going to be able to get the ball to him or to Jesse. It, it just depends on the situation. Yeah, I got you. Uh, when it comes to for you this year, what, what's been the most challenging thing for you day in and day out with this team? Well, they're young. You know, they're learning. They're getting better, but they're young. We're still making mistakes, fundamental mistakes, little mistakes. Um, you know, but in every position, we can get better. Jesse didn't finish very well. He got bumped a little bit and got down low. We had a chance to take the lead. He had a a smaller player on him, and he he didn't finish over him. But there's been a number of things that I think we can do better. But like I said, this team has played really pretty good basketball. In fact, I think very good basketball, uh, especially in the conference. And... uh, it's uh, just it hasn't paid off as much as we would like, but we've got a tough schedule. We got a lot of tough games ahead, and uh, it's this team's just going to have to keep working and getting better. But well, any time you have a young team, you're going to have some growing pains, and. What exacerbates it is everybody in our league has gone out and got transfer guys or kept guys, and so you have a lot of teams with fifth-year players or, at the worst, fourth-year players and many teams with fifth-year players and a couple teams with guys that have been there six years. So that experience does make a difference in those situations. All right, Coach, one last one for you before we let you go. Uh, I want you to, as a coach, walk us through something, uh, a play that's come up a lot from the last game in, in calls and stuff. is What is a player supposed to do when the ball goes is going out of bounds under your own basket in that situation where Joe well, had you never it. save it there. He knows. Joe knows that. He just he tried to make a hustle play, you know, and unfortunately it was, you know, it was the wrong play. Um I can't remember a time that we've done that in 47 years that I've been here. Saved the ball in our own basket and they scored. I'm sure it's happened, but 
I think the ball was going to go off North Carolina, which is the interesting part. I think Joe might have thought he hit it, but I think it actually went off uh, a North Carolina player. But he tried to make a hustle play, and it was just uh, it was a bad play. That's all. All right, but good. we should have been able to get the rebound, and that would have made a big difference too. All right, Coach. Thanks for your time. Uh, we'll talk to you again next Thursday. Yep. All right. All right, that's Coach Jim Beheim. It's brought to you by Oswego County Mutual. That's a Steve's job normally. I'm not normally used to doing those reads. That yeah. was how that, After I butchered all the, the reads for the betting gambling stuff. You that was the Hall of Famer me. right there. And I know we had a lot more to ask him, but I, I was getting the vibe. It was time. Time to go. We'll take a quick time out. Paulie cut me off. He yes, I did. No, enough. no, yeah, you could. No, you could. I, I've done this long enough that I could tell when it's time to go. It was time to go. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll recap what Coach said. Maybe we'll do a sound check with Jordan. It's a big show. We got picks coming up. Whoa, so much to do. How are we going to do picks without Steve? Did Steve write his picks down for us? We'll find that out. You don't want my picks. Fade. Yeah, I, I, I put the red light up on you there. Mario, it's time to go. It's ESPN Radio Syracuse, Utica, Rome, and QSportsTalk.com. He, uh, he, he explains.